the SEC is still looking into an FTX-style fraud by Binance US. Good morning. You're listening to the Rise in Crypto podcast by Cointelegraph with me, Robert Bags, steering you through the crypto cosmos with daily dispatches from the digital frontier. If you want to stay ahead of the curve in crypto, you need to click the follow button. Okay, grab yourself a coffee. Let's get into it. So what's on the docket today? Binance's new CEO has laid out his plan for the exchange. We look at the power of combining blockchain and AI technologies. Robert Kiyosaki warns to buy Bitcoin before it's too late. Japan releases a fascinating report on crypto tax. And the SEC is still looking for an FTX-style fraud at Binance US. Since CZ was ousted from a Binance leadership position by the US government, Richard Teng, Binance's former head of regional markets, has taken over. It's one hell of a position to assume, and we've been eagerly awaiting something of substance from the new number one. Yesterday, Teng wrote an article titled My First Blog as Binance's CEO and published it to the Binance website. The post has many of the formalities and pleasantries you'd expect, and it is lacking a little on the macro level stuff, but there is some information worth noting. One reoccurring theme is Binance's users. It is reiterated that a core principle of Binance is bringing value to users and in essence being a user-centric marketplace. There is also the continued push to ensure that Binance is seen as this strong, secure and safe organisation. We did discuss last week that the report by blockchain analytics firm Nansen showed no mass exodus of funds from Binance following the settlement and CZ guilty plea. Nevertheless, it's hard to imagine that some damage hasn't been done to Binance's reputation. It is this reputation that is being tackled head-on by Teng in more ways than vague political adjectives too. Teng brings with him three decades of experience in financial services and more pertinently, regulatory sectors. He believes this will help him navigate the unique challenges crypto faces in this regard. Teng has said he also wants to collaborate with policymakers on a globally harmonized regulatory framework and he has experience working with the Abu Dhabi global market which will be useful here. It's generally a pretty good blog post, albeit mostly concerned with steadying the ship it seems. If Binance's image needs some rehabilitation now, particularly in the eyes of global regulators and lawmakers, then Teng does appear to be a good fit. Binance's success is intrinsically linked with crypto in a way few other entities can be, and so I doubt I'm alone in hoping Teng can bring about some growth. Blockchain and AI have been two technologies that have catapulted to prominence in recent years, so naturally, people wanted to combine them. Although this could be motivated by hype, it is an intuitive pairing. Unfortunately, there have been some truly ungodly unisons that resemble basic generative R NFTs that live or die on hype. But as the near blockchain founder Ilya Polosukin says, if you can ignore the hype, the two technologies go well together. This piece is the second feature from the magazine by Cointelegraph, which is full of great long reads. This article is titled Real AI Use Cases in Crypto. Number one, the best money for AI is crypto. It's part of a daily series this week, and it will look at cases of AI and blockchain marrying in useful ways. It is written by Andrew Fenton, who is also the magazine's editor. So, as it will be a series, I'm going to just let him introduce the concept to you. Hi, it's Andrew Fenton, editor of Cointelegraph magazine. You'll have probably noticed that for every genuine um, project using AI, there's about 100 coins just trying to trade off the hype. So all this week in magazine, we're looking at genuine hype-free use cases for AI and crypto starting with whether crypto will become the preferred currency of large language models. Everyone from Circle boss Jeremy Allaire to BitMEX founder Arthur Hayes, and even ChatGPT itself reckons it will be. 
AIs can't get access to bank accounts at present, but you can easily set them up with a funded crypto wallet, and they're well suited to interacting with the logic of smart contracts. Lightning Labs has released a set of developer tools to integrate AI, and we're starting to see projects like Fetch.ai and Fusats and Syndicate.io create agents that can pay with crypto autonomously. That's the bull case. The bear case is that banks are already investigating using AI, and payments company Brex is working on enabling AIs to make automatic payments from corporate bank accounts. So it's a bit too early to say that crypto will definitely become AI's currency of choice, but it's got some huge advantages. Check out the article today in Cointelegraph magazine. We'll look out for the other use cases from AIs controlling DAOs to AI smart contract auditing every day this week. Look, many far more intelligent and innovative people than me have put forward arguments for the synergy between AI and blockchain, but I'll summarize my stance because it has a lot of overlap. AI is necessarily digital and crypto with its constant availability, transparency, Automation, and of course the fact that it is also wholly digital, means they are far more aligned than AI could be with fiat currencies. Although, as Andrew said, banks know this and they will be working to resolve it. I would just add that it's very early in AI and blockchain combining, and I think we are still awaiting a pivotal moment of innovation. Okay, I must confess, I'm something of a fan of Robert Kiyosaki. I haven't agreed with everything he said in the past, but his book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, was transformative to me in my early 20s. I had never felt financially literate, and it hadn't occurred to me that the wealthiest people treated money completely differently to the rest of the population. Kiyosaki can be a contentious figure at times, particularly when talking about money, which is his life's work. Nevertheless, he is an esteemed investor, entrepreneur, and financial educator, and so what he says about money carries a lot of weight. Arajit Sarkar wrote a piece yesterday about Kiyosaki and his stance on Bitcoin. Kiyosaki has been a proponent of Bitcoin for some time, and over the past couple of years, he has made some bold claims. A perfect example of this is a tweet from August of this year, which I'll read. But just a caveat, Kiyosaki loves to write character-starved tweets that don't translate perfectly when read aloud. Okay, here goes. Bitcoin to 100k, saying for years, gold and silver, God's money. Bitcoin, people's money. Bad news if stock and bond markets crash, gold and silver will skyrocket. Worst news if the world economy crashes, Bitcoin to a million dollars, gold to $75,000 and silver to $60,000. Savers of fake US dollars effed. Debt too high. Mum, pop and kids in trouble. Hope I'm wrong. Please take care. He is such a clever guy, but reading his tweets can be really challenging. What he's saying, though, is that gold, silver and Bitcoin are far more valuable than the US dollar. It's explained better in consequent tweets. Three months on from that tweet, and Kiyosaki is highlighting the brutal inflation much of the world is experiencing. The tweets also get heavily political, which I'm just going to sidestep here. But one of the actionable pieces of advice he gives out is to buy gold, silver, and Bitcoin. On Sunday, he doubled down on this position with the following tweet, which is much easier to read, by the way. Great news. Gold reaches new high. Bad news, workers and savers are losers. Bad news, been saying the same for 25 years. Don't be a loser. Get out of fake money system. Get into gold, silver, Bitcoin now before it's too late. Okay, it wasn't that much easier to read. Now with this, I'm trying to decide whether Kiyosaki is suggesting workers and savers lose money by saving in a plain old bank account with dollars or whether he's calling people who save that way a loser. I really hope it's the former. There's also some perhaps unintended deliciousness in instructing people to buy Bitcoin to get out of a fake money system, given fake money is how much of the world traditionally viewed Bitcoin.
Next, let's switch continent and pop to Japan. David Attlee's article yesterday has been garnering a lot of attention. It takes a look at the Japanese National Tax Agency, NTA, and their yearly summary of investigations, and a key part is concerned with crypto tax evasion. The findings are fascinating, albeit potentially misleading to my eye. The NTA initiate investigations into citizens' crypto holdings based on their tax declaration. In 2021, there were 444 investigations, and in 2022, there were 650. 15 investigations according to this latest report. In 548 of 615 cases, the agency found tax violations, a 35% increase over 2021. Right, before I continue here, I want to plant a flag. I am, of course, not intimately acquainted with the Japanese tax system, but from my experience with two other countries taxing crypto assets, I can say that there is so much confusion and uncertainty. I would confidently guess that a decent percentage of those tax violations were completely accidental. So I just wanted to highlight that tax violations could be taken as intentional action, which I suspect is much rarer. David also pointed out in this article that the average value of undeclared crypto holdings dropped from 36.6 million Japanese yen, which is about $245,000 in 2021, to 30.7 million yen, $206,000 in 2022. So I'm going to go the other way with this one, because conversely, this could be seen as less positive than it sounds, as the average value of crypto holdings would have dropped as a whole from 2021 to 2022. Japan is one of my favourite countries on earth, and fortunately, it appears that Japan is approaching this issue pragmatically and sensibly. In August, Japanese regulators, including the NTA and another tax agency, confirmed that citizens would be spared from capital gains tax on unrealised gains in crypto. If you don't know what that means, it's simply being taxed, in Japan's case it's 35%, on the profit you made on crypto holdings even if you haven't sold them. That would be a brutal hit for many people. David added that this month, Japan joined a list of almost 50 nations that pledged to swiftly transpose the crypto asset reporting framework, a new international standard on the automatic exchange of information between tax authorities into their domestic law systems. So yes, there's a lot to unpack in that report. Finally, we're going to bookend this episode with Binance stuff. There's just too much you need to know if you want to stay on top of it all, but I'll keep it brief. Despite that flagship $4.3 billion settlement with multiple US agencies, the SEC is still looking for evidence that Binance US had a backdoor to potentially control customer assets in a similar style to FTX. This is according to the 27th of November report by the Wall Street Journal. Yesterday, Braden Lindrea wrote up the story that although Binance won every investigation done and dusted, they just don't seem to be. In June, the SEC filed a lawsuit against Binance and Binance US, alleging the exchange was involved in the sale of unregistered securities and accusing CZ of participating in a complex conspiracy that involved fraud. A hearing in federal court yesterday saw Binance attorney Michael LaRoche ask a federal judge to end the investigation by the SEC as they had no evidence. Also, LaRoche said that Binance US assets have plunged almost 90% and its user base has halved since the SEC filed the lawsuit. Judge Farrakhan, who is presiding over the case, reportedly told the SEC's lawyers, at some point, I have to make a leap of faith and say enough is enough. It's worth noting here that the SEC looking for FTX-style fraud doesn't mean they will find any, and it appears the judge is running out of patience with the SEC. What worries me more, though, is the 90% plunge in assets and a halving of the US user base since June. 
Okay, it's time for the speed round. Following on from the ongoing stories about Binance and CZ that I've been covering, I wanted to give yesterday's update on the US prosecutors claiming CZ presents an unacceptable risk of flight and non-appearance. I have correctly predicted again. Can you believe it? The judge orders the condition permitting CZ to return to the UAE pending sentencing is stayed. So CZ cannot return to his family in Dubai prior to sentencing in February 2024, despite the Scrooge McDuck-sized pile of money that CZ would forfeit. Okay, that is it for today. I think that was the longest episode so far, but still comfortably under 15 minutes. Consider yourself informed. Thank you for listening to the Rise and Crypto podcast by Cointelegraph. If you're enjoying these daily updates, please make sure you let us know by following, subscribing, or leaving a review. Have a great day. Let's do this again tomorrow. 